Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I am Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan, a Hall of Fame broadcaster, mayor of Shemokin Dam, um, excellent uh, scrutinizer of individuals who are running for statewide judicial offices, thanks to the Pennsylvania Association of Broadcasters. No, it's the Bar Association. Oh, Bar Association. <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew I was headed into trouble. They say you shouldn't talk about things you, if you don't know you, you what know you're that talking about. crooked group. I work with <laughs> the, the bar association <laughs> lawyers. Yeah. Well, it's better than that, politics. That's for those of you who don't hear one of our callers. He believes quite often that the bar association is the root of all evil, and I'm just being facetious. <laughs> all right. So, uh, well, that's what he believes. So, hey, he might be right. Free world so, or free country. Um, but anyway, all the way back around to Joe's accolades, just a super guy. And you have been scrutinizing a particular candidate for the bar association. Can you talk about that? No. Okay. No, all right. Well, he's gone through the process of looking at some of the background on one of them and conducting Well, actually, we're interviews. done with it now. It's okay. a very compressed process, and the uh, it's now in the hands of the full commission, and they will decide whether to give this candidate highly recommended, recommended, or not recommended. Okay. And Won't tell you who, but I'll tell you, I've never heard had anybody that I've ever done that had a higher, where people had a higher regard for him as a judge and as a person. So. And what urban area, well, let me scratch that, are they from a significantly large urban area in Pennsylvania? No. Okay. Not this, not this judge. Okay. Wow. Super. Okay. Good. Well, good luck. I know the uh, uh, Republicans in Harrisburg want to gerrymander judicial elections rather than do the statewide thing, so that's going to be a topic. If this person isn't from those urban areas, that's always an uphill fight for those people. You are listening to On the Mark. I'm Mark, as I mentioned, and Rob Sanders, our fabulous producer. He's got many accolades, too. He's never been recognized as a Hall of Fame broadcaster, but guess what? He has all of the qualifications and is just a super experienced, ultra-smart, forward-thinking, and uh, pretty much a genius when it comes to music and consoles and making radio sound great. So I'll sell him my trophy that they gave me when they <laughs> inducted me. You'll sell it. You <laughs> right. won't give it. I always think it's nice when you... It, I don't know if you've ever gone to eBay and looked in under trophies. No. All kinds of trophies. Really? People sell those things? Well, because they, they receive them, and other people, they mean more to fans often than they do for whomever won them. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, you could buy an Emmy if you wanted to, or an Oscar, or... Uh, um let me think. So, what would be another famous trophy? Most of these big trophies An you OB. give back. So, but uh, yeah, most of them have some kind of a well, like Super Bowl. You have if you you have to sell Lombardi. it back to them. I think right and the ring. I, I, there's some kind of a deal. Not the there. ring, but the uh, tr- if if you don't want the ring, you have to give it back, back to them. To, yeah, or to the team. But uh, let's see what else you got. The Stanley Cup that goes back to. Uh, 
back to Stanley. headquarters when it's done. <laughs> I, somebody once told me, I think there's two Stanley Cups. That one is for tour and one is for safekeeping. <gasps> two Stanley Cups. So how do you know which one which one gets presented? I don't Maybe know. they rotate. So, yeah, I forget how that works. Uh, but anyway, so. And Neither it, here nor there. Yeah, anyway, moving on. Uh, on the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, and they certainly are a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame car dealer, and they would just love to do super good uh, relationship work with you, and that's making sure that you're driving around in a car that is perfect for you. They don't just go in there and say, okay, what do you, with a clipboard and say, what do you need? Okay, there's one over there. Too bad you have to take that color. No, they work with you. A lot of times these days, they work with you ahead of time telephonically or internetically, and uh, then you can get uh, squared away when you go down there to the Sunbury Motor Company. Sunburymotors.com is a great place where these conversations uh, begin. Uh, our toll-free line is now open, one 800 795 we got three emails that have been pending and uh, three texts uh, that are, well, it's probably one text, but three panels on our screen right. are pending. So we'll open up the lines, one 800 795 Do as these good three individuals have done. Email us at onthemarkatwkok.com, or you can text us at 70236. we got a call coming in. Joe, are you ready to read? Yes. One of our emailers says, we said it before the election. This election is about good versus evil. We were right. And I know you think good won. Here is your good. One, 11,000 more jobs gone with the jot of a pen. Two, voices being silenced. Three, identity of other people being wiped out. Four, borders open to everything. I can't even answer how many more presidential decisions he made as he signed those books. Good for you? I hope those who voted for President Biden will physically go and help those 11,000 people get a new job. I think you are obligated. Thank you. Well, the 11,000 workers say they're going to work elsewhere. They're not unemployed. Well, no. that's they are unemployed. Have you seen the interviews? I mean, Fox has been doing interviews with some of the people. They're unemployed. They don't have jobs. Well, what about the ones that Fox interviewed a week ago who said, we're going to transfer to Louisiana or Nebraska. We're going to, you know, we're pipeline pipe fitters. We're going to just go work right. elsewhere. But the other, the other auxiliary jobs that they generate don't go elsewhere. The jobs in that local area where they were working, they don't go other places. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that does make sense. If you take a worker out, that worker's great. He can go to Nebraska, but that doesn't help you if you're in Idaho or wherever they're at or uh, working on the border. So, yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, and some of the governors, even Democratic governors, aren't really thrilled with what Biden did there. Mm-hmm. Because their jobs, they see the impact in their states. Oh, you want to know who's irritated? Who? Canada. Yeah, well, Canada <laughs> oh is gosh, irritated. Oh, my gosh, ridiculous. And that we're it's, supposed to be, they're supposed to be our good neighbors, and everybody was saying, oh, President Trump is unilaterally mm-hmm. doing things that hurt, hurt our relationships with our neighbors. I don't hear anybody saying that about this. Well, and I think, uh, you know, this is President Biden's burden to, to bear now, the fact that, uh, as you've pointed out and some of our other good listeners pointed out, we've eliminated some jobs before the new ones are ready. And so you do have a, it's a tough transition there. You know, I, I think it's very visionary and uh, very forward-thinking and ultra-optimistic that, you know, President Biden uh, thinks there'll be hundreds of thousands of jobs in green industries, and, and that could very well be. I'm, you know, I'm not really in a position to dispute it per se, but none of those jobs are ready today, or right. really not many of them. So I understand the Keystone XL pipeline doesn't help the U.S. Uh, other than... Uh, um, 
you know, the fact that uh, I guess there'd be fees and so on. What are these jobs, these green jobs? Building solar panels. I keep hearing them say, well, they could build solar panels. Well, solar panels are built in China, and they come here in huge numbers, and we tried that with Solyndra, and it didn't work out really well. Mm -hmm. We put a lot of money into that. Okay, well, yeah, this is a a complex topic, Keystone XL. As for open borders, the president just said yesterday he's not going to do that, so I don't know where that came from. What was the other thing our good listener said? Well, he said he isn't going to do that. Oh, yeah, silencing conservatives. Right. In what way has Joe Biden done that, though? Well, I think because, well, look at the, uh, look at the, not Amazon, uh, Google and those places. And now Jeff Bezos and the Washington Post, they're trying to get people to censure or what, repudiate Republicans or people who have different opinions than theirs. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of insidious. I mean, it's not blatant yet, but I think it'll get to be blatant. Okay. And, you know, we should all, we should welcome diversity of opinions. It's like college campuses for years. The professors are so far left, they don't want to hear anybody on the right. Uh, I know a, a friend of mine went to uh, Bucknell, and he, he told me that to get along or to get a good grade, you had to be liberal. You know, that was his hmm. opinion, that if he if he didn't go along with what the professors thought, he wouldn't get a good grade. Now, whether that's still true or now, not, he's been out a few years. Is this Joe Biden's fault? No, but it's it's the it's the way we're going. He should be somebody who is promoting diversity of thought and opinion. Okay. Um, so so should Donald a, Trump. More less a, less a crime, more of a uh, missed opportunity to speak out in favor of more opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on this. Uh, I know the uh, Google and uh, Twitter and Facebook are all pretty liberal, and so they've been squelching conservative viewpoints. The other thing, they are conservatives, and I feel I like fewer... I mean, the, the individuals they're squelching are primarily conservative, but they're private companies, and so I like fewer laws rather than more laws, but I will readily admit that it must be time now to do some regulation on the internet because definitely uh, i mean and republicans it, and democrats should both want that you can't get free voice just for opinions now i can understand like uh, parlor was cut off from amazon web services because of the uh, this insurrection you know fomenting that and promoting violence okay that's one thing that obviously violates an agreement of sale but to just squelch people because they're conservative or to make sure that google favors liberals why can't if you're going to say you're objective, you should actually be objective, and you would need a law to regulate. Well, that. look what they did to was it Van Jones, the guy who had the conspiracy theories, who was on the late nights so on a radio program across the country. That's was, not the. Correct I don't think it's Van. It's Van it's, somebody. Oh, I was just going to say it's Jones. Somebody, Is it Jones? Okay. But well, anyway, yes, he's also. So you have him. You have now Rep- Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia, who is one of these uh, nuts, I think, who believe in the QAnon and all those conspiracy theories. But they want voters. Love her. They want to strip her of her um, her committee assignments, and some people even want to throw out of Congress. And yet, where was the outrage when a Democratic young Democratic senator was having a, apparently a physical relationship with a Chinese spy? You know, <laughs> here we are. We, we have one set of standards for people on the left, and another set of standards for people on the right. It ought to be the same set of standards. That's uh, that's not true anyway. But let's move yes, on. Yes, it is. Upper right hand corner. Please. All right, then we have two calls uh, coming in. Yep. The call from the left for all. 
all of us to come together in unity isn't working well, is it? Is it? Their scheme of getting Trump out at any cost worked, and they still aren't satisfied. This insurrection was proven to be planned in advance by a few bad actors, and all Trump said was to go there and peacefully make their voice heard. Case closed. You could say that four years of Trump's presidency was an attempted insurrection by the left because they were willing to lie, cheat, and do anything else to get him out. Signed, Doug. No, a couple of things in there are true. Definitely it's a few bad actors. I mean, what did we come down to? We think it might have been 5% of the crowd actually committed crimes there. But the president uh, has been fomenting and encouraging it and encouraged it the night before the rally and the day of. So he definitely made sure that that crowd had in in plain sight the license that he was giving them to do what he knew they were planning to do. I think he encouraged them to be aggressive, not necessarily violent. Okay. One last letter, because this well, has been right. waiting a while, so go ahead. And this is in reference to one of our callers, Dan. Dan makes a valiant attempt to articulate what he reads. I also read several articles about the planning of the invasion of the Capitol. One point that even those who want to charge Trump have had to admit, Trump's so-called fighting words were said after 1 p.m. The invasion was already in the process of happening before Trump finished his speech. When you have time, review this article about the Oath Keepers arrested for planning the terrible event. And they sent us a link to a story called Oath Keeper Suspects, Suspects rather, Charged with Conspiracy. And that's right. from the New York Times. Yeah, the timing is ultra tight. The most uh, egregious tone in Trump's speech is occurring while individuals are already in front of the Capitol. No, they're not, not listening to him. Right, they're, no, yeah, they're a long way out of earshot <laughs> unless they're listening online somehow. So, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but as I have said in the past, and, and I think the uh, impeachment uh, attorneys outlined it in their memorandum really succinctly yesterday, this wasn't a result of a speech at 1 p.m. on December 6th. This is the result of license that's been given to individuals, including this, what did he call them, bad apples or, you know, Oath these... keepers? Uh, well, and, uh, I guess it was the previous letter where he okay. named them as a few bad apples. Right. These individuals have been given license by the president for years, and this was uh, just one just the culmination of that. So says the left. Oh, no. They, <laughs> honestly, if we did a finding of fact, you would find that the timeline is perfect. Van, go right ahead. Thanks for waiting through our lengthy preamble. You're on the mark. Good morning. Boy, all that stuff you were saying was good stuff. But what I called in about was, Mark, yesterday you made a comment about Trump's remark about Maxine Waters having a low IQ, and you said that he only said that because he's a racist. Do you really believe that? Because I, I don't know when to take you serious and when not. Do you honestly believe Trump is a racist? I didn't call him a racist. I do know that well, he reserves that low IQ comment primarily for African Americans and especially for women who are African American, although he did call Joe Biden low IQ last October, and it made shockwaves around the world. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I think we all agree on that one. But anyway... You, you did say that Trump said that because he is a racist. That, were, that was your words yesterday. So that, to me, you know, to say what you're saying now, you're 
you're being disingenuous at best, a liar at worst. Well, actually, if I may, Van, he said two different things. He said that, that Trump had been a, a, a uh, urging people to be bigoted, if you will, or giving them license. That's what he said, but, but he did not say directly that Trump was a racist. And he also well, said that he did use that term for women of color. So they were two different things, he said. You're putting them together, but they were said at separate times under different circumstances. I, I listened to the recording yesterday, but that's that's what I heard. But oh, I just okay. wanted to know if that's, if that's really what you believe, because honestly, there's a lot of people, in it, and I'll, I'll just say this, there's a lot of people out there on the news that are saying and have said for a long time that Trump is a racist, and yet the people that are closest to him, that have worked with him, that have been employees of his, they say he's not, and Herschel Walker's a prime example. Ben Carson's another one. You know, you deal with with people of color that that know Trump very well, and they all say he's not a racist. So even insinuate that he uses this low IQ. He uses that for a lot of people. He, he's said that repeatedly over and over about a bunch of people. So is Trump the kindest person? Absolutely not. <laughs> but he's not a racist either. And I think about, you talk about fomenting things. I think the left has fomented a movement that has, has got to the point now where like we were talking earlier, Joe, about how the you want the left wants to restrict people on the right, and you have a movement where publishers are being told don't publish any books from people that served on in the Trump administration, were part of his cabinet, anything yeah. to do with them. Don't publish their books. So why is that? Why do we want to restrict that? And the same thing with like Parler and on and on we can go. You're right. I mean, there's a definite attempt to silence voices that dare to think differently than the mainstream media thinks today. And it's sad because what this country was built on was diversity of opinion. I think it's one of our great strengths. And the people who want to silence other folks, I think they're doing a great disservice to this country. And my, that's my opinion. And we have got to get some, either a guideline or a regulation or something related to all of this, because this shouldn't be a big argument. If, if Twitter says, okay, you, you cannot put on Twitter, let meet me at 9 a.m., we are going to uh, insurrect the Capitol, overthrow the governor, hang Mike Pence, and kill Nancy Pelosi. Uh, if Twitter wants to say that, that's their prerogative, or they're a private company. But that should be in plain sight. You shouldn't just be banned because you you know you say it. You well, shouldn't be. You should be free to say that. Actually, those are terroristic threats. Well, right. people ought to be. Yeah, people ought to be arrested for making such statements sure, like that. But but what Twitter and Parler and Facebook. What it should be allowed to, to do is people share ideas and do it in a in a kind, decent way, explain logically why you believe a certain position. And that's what should be done on this show. You know, ex express what you believe, why you believe it, and uh, on social media as well. But there's just this, this cruel way of, of name-calling and, and putting people down and, and on and on we can go. But if you put the idea out there, we should be able to accept you know, diverse opinions and reach an opinion of our own. And if we reach the opinion that we disagree, fine, but let's do something for America to help America. Well, and even if we wind up believing something that the overwhelming majority of the other people believe exactly the opposite. 
you know, I don't think it should be canceled. This representative, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I would guess is probably a nut, but she's entitled her opinion, and her people knew her opinions, and they elected her. So we should have respect for their 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 right to be wrong. There's no uh, new egregious comments, right? I know a lot no, of these no. are a couple years old. Okay, but man, I mean, thank it, you so much. Well, thanks for the call. Well, I really appreciate it. It's the, the same call. thing with uh, with Ilan Omar. The, you know, there was no there was no outrage when she was making anti-Semitic comments, but now there's outrage over Representative Green making some comments that are pretty egregious too. I think the media must be bored or something that they're focusing on this congresswoman. I mean, I'm sure that some of this stuff is not ideal. Well, she's, but it's not beyond she's, not ideal. I mean, she's she's uh, hardly the worst one in Congress. Well, I don't know about that. She's on the Education Committee and she doesn't believe in the, some of the uh, school shootings that occurred. That's pretty scary to me. One eight hundred. But still, it's her right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. We got a caller waiting, so that might take us pretty close to the end of the show. We got some text. No, so the end of the half hour. Yeah, 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 the end of the hour. Thank you. <laughs> We're not quite done yet. <laughs> Joe, how long have you been correcting me? Would you say thir- oh, 30, 30 years? 30-some years, yeah, 30, 30 years. years. <laughs> Joe's got a second hobby, which is staying one step behind Mark Lawrence, issuing the factual information. Well, you ought to be happy. I obviously listened to you to know to correct true. you. Right. It is a burden. You can, there, there's no room for you to rest. All right. We'll be right back. Sunbury Motors Ford is bringing in 2021 with a bang. SMZ has just received shipments of the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Save up to nine grand on the totally redesigned F-150, which was just awarded North America's Truck of the Year for 2021. Sunbury Motors has 67 F-150s in stock and arriving soon. SMC is introducing the highly anticipated 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. The new Bronco's retro design reflects its iconic heritage from the 60s and 70s. Sunbury Motors has them in stock, starting at just $28,200. Pick from 61 of the top selling Ford Escapes with savings up to $8,250 and slash to as low as $22,380. SMC is where you want to be in January for discounts up to $11,000 on the largest selection of new Fords in the Susquehanna Valley. And everyone is clearly marked for this massive sale. Sunbury Motors Ford in the 4th Street Auto Plaza, proudly serving all of central Pennsylvania for over a century. Hurry, sale ends Monday the 1st. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. Probably have time for one caller after Mike, but Mike has been very patient, probably waiting 10 minutes or more. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Hey, uh, good morning. I want to talk about the Pennsylvania tax, but before I do that, I just want to say that being a Democrat, especially a left-wing Democrat, the beauty of that is you never have to be right, you never have to be accountable, because you have the ability to put out your narrative, and then when that's proven false, you can just you know move the goalposts to wherever you want them. And that's what I'm seeing with this uh, impeachment charade right now, uh, how the Democrats came out. The initial statement was the Trump rallied these people and sent them up to the uh, Capitol building to have a riot. Well, you know, that wasn't true, but that was the first word that got out, and that's the message that people got. And then from there, they had to, to you know, keep moving the goalposts to make it fit to their scheme. And to me, that, that's a crime in itself. But be, be, after that, I want to talk about the uh, Pennsylvania uh, tax hike proposal. Did you guys mention that at the beginning of the show? I just tuned in. No, not today. Uh, we didn't mention it, but the governor, is the governor supposed to make that speech today, isn't mm-hmm. he? Well, he already released all the right, highlights so. of it, so... 
Yeah, he's planning right, yeah, on a rather substantial tax break, which a couple of Republicans have said that the governor realizes it's a wish list, a left-wing lift wish list that will not come to fruition. Okay, so what I read in the paper this morning was that what Wolf wants to do is basically raise the income tax by about 45%, okay, on the people that have to pay it. But he's expanding the number of people that won't pay any state income tax dramatically, so fewer people are going to be paying a lot more. So what does that mean? It means, one, higher revenues, but two, it means, in my mind, and this is just my opinion, it means a tremendous advantage for Democrats. And why do I say that? Well, I believe the fewer people that are paying taxes, the less they're going to be inclined to really care about what's happening in Harrisburg. And therefore, that, to me, gives the advantage to the Democrats. You know, they'll get more people to vote for them because they'll be able to say, hey, if you vote for a Republican, he's going to raise your taxes. And I, and I think it's, a, it's a big, another big charade, and it is a wish list. And I understand that negotiations have to start somewhere, but to raise taxes, state income tax, by around 45% on the number of people that can't meet all the exemptions to have theirs eliminated really puts a, an increased burden on the people that are making money and spending money and paying the bills already. Yeah, it looks like another proposal to redistribute wealth. I mean, that seems to be what those on the left really want to do with this country, is find some way to redistribute the wealth. I would rather focus on making the people who are less successful and competing in our society, give them better opportunities and chances and education so they can successfully compete. In other words, you want to go back to the plan that Trump had to increase opportunity for everybody. That's right. I'd like to see that happen. I'd like I believe everybody should have opportunities in this country and they shouldn't be based on what the color of your skin is, what religion you are or even whether you're on the left or the right politically. They should be opportunities there for everyone to enjoy the American dream. Well, I think the governor's responding to what school districts are telling him and that they're having a tremendously difficult time spending within their means. You know, they want to be able to spend more on uh, everything exponentially. But they can't tax the heck out of people with their property taxes. Now they've allowed them to go significantly too high to start with, but they can't make them significantly higher each month or each year because of the limitations on that. So the governor says, okay, well, how about a one-time huge uh, multi-billion dollar tax increase in Pennsylvania, and we'll <laughs> plow it into schools. It'll be like $2 billion into schools. But, you know, have we hit some kind of nirvana where districts are living within their means, aren't able to, the taxes are already too high, but they're not able to raise them exponentially, and that they are, you know, pulling in their belt in one area and, you know, perhaps spending more for staff or teachers or whatever it is. But, you know, is this not a decent balance. I have a feeling, uh, I, I didn't read all of Jake Corman's remarks, but the tone is always that, you know, we're pretty close to a balance in terms of what districts can afford and what we can send them. Mike, you're going to have to, you get the last word, but it isn't going to be for another 10 minutes or Call so. Call us back, Mike. I'm yeah. sorry. Mark just took all your time. He ate your lunch. I replied to <laughs> okay, Joe. Thanks. I'll give you a call back, man. Back. Okay. Thank you. I was replying you to you. You ate his lunch. <laughs> you ate his lunch. I had his dessert. There's a big difference. All right. We're going to continue this great conversation at 9.06. This is WKOK Sunbury.
News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is here. Rob Center is our fabulous producer. Our on the Mark program sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll free line open. Call us 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at onthemarkwkok.com and you can text us at 70236. This is Rock Red. For Healthy Hearts Month uh, so far this week. On Monday, we uh, were instructed to catch up with someone you miss or uh, encouraged to catch up with someone you miss. Number two, yesterday was offered to help someone who may be struggling. And Joe mentioned that uh, while his neighbors may not be struggling, he does enjoy running that snowblower up and down everybody's sidewalk. So that's very helpful. And I wish I, wish <laughs> I had. Joe, would you ever consider moving to Northumberland? Anyway, uh, and today... And you're too fussy with your trees and bushes. <laughs> yeah, you'd have trouble. <laughs> I'd have and trouble. I think a snowblower would pick up the rocks in the driveway, too. You might have to pay yes, the driveway. Yes, it would. You, you don't do really well when you have crushed stone on your driveway and uh, use a snowblower. Uh, we're going to have to pave, huh? Or well, I wouldn't want to stand in your path when you were using it. <laughs> What's more environmentally friendly, pavement or concrete? I think blacktop. Blacktop, okay. Although concrete might work just as well. All right, anyway, we're off the track here. Yes, to, we to are. Be, to say the very <laughs> least. Uh, today, be kind. Uh, let a friend know they are appreciated. Mark, I appreciate you. But we're not friends. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> Curmudgeon. Anyway. It, I do appreciate you, Mark. Is that better? <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things you're one of the, uh, number nine on Be Kind Month is don't make fun of Be Kind Month. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do that next time. All right, uh, we do have some winternet announcements that are posted. So if you have uh, interest in some of the school districts around here or colleges, we do have some winternet announcements uh, posted at wkok.com. Geisinger now has fewer than a hundred patients on board in their COVID nineteen areas in their daily up. Update yesterday. State Department of Health confirmed there are 41 fewer patients at Geisinger, dropping the total number of patients to about 75. Of them, 19 are in the ICU, seven are on ventilators. Geisinger Shimokan has two new patients. Even Hospital has four new patients, but all of these uh, numbers down significantly from peaks earlier this year. When it comes to the distributing the vaccine, Geisinger's Allison Hess talked to us about the labyrinth of work that goes into making sure sure that individuals can get their inoculation. Uh, she says people looking to book a vaccine go through a very specific screening process that helps Geisinger determine where they should go. The first part of this process is certainly making sure that we can verify that everybody is in the 1A category. And then they'll ask some additional questions, like did you have another vaccine in the last 14 days, if you've had COVID recently, and we have a great team of infectious disease docs, as well as our pharmacists who are really well versed in the vaccine questions. She says the health system also works with its innovation team, ethic medical records team, and contact center to make sure that hundreds of employees are working together to make sure that individuals can get their COVID-19 vaccines at Geisinger. They hope to open up appointments soon. 
sorry. That was my phone. <laughs> what are you saying to me? Don't you know how to mute your phone, Mark? It is muted, but I guess the alarm <laughs> clock doesn't heed the mute. That was a reminder. Every other week we have, Rob and I have an important job to do, but we do not have to do it today. Uh, Market Street in Sunbury is enjoying snow removal right now in Seedlands Grove, Market Street, Pine Street, High Street, Snyder Street, and Water Street. Uh, go uh, get the removal. And finally, as you have heard and has already been the topic of discussion on the show, Governor Tom Wolf says today he will propose a sweeping new plan to dramatically boost funding for public schools to be supported by a high increase in Pennsylvania's personal income tax rate that also expands exemptions for lower wage earners. Administration officials said Tuesday Wolf's administration began releasing details of the plan to the Associated Press ahead of Wednesday's planned budget session. The personal income tax would increase from 3.07% to 4.4%. 49% among the nation's lowest in the U.S., but an increase in the exemptions for lowest earners would be part of this. Under the scenario, the lowest earners, about 40% of the total, would pay less in income tax, while approximately the top one-third of taxpayers would pay more. A household of four earning above $50,000 but below $84,000 would see a tax cut a household of four earning above 84000 would pay more, according to the governor's office. All of this is the goal to give about $2 billion to schools. Throw money at it. That is, well, <laughs> you know, honestly, th- th- I think this is a complex issue. I don't really know what the simple is. I know school districts are genuinely struggling. I want teachers to be paid adequately. Sure. And they're living on a very do. tight budget. And I-, I think the governor has an interesting idea, the idea of, you know, transferring more of the school's revenue from the local taxes to the state, you know, where but maybe in the end, who still pays those fairly, taxes? But I'm not sure that uh, this is the way. Mark, this is certainly too high. We all pay this. We, we still pay the same taxes, whether it's coming out of my right pocket or my left pocket. Doesn't matter much to me, as long. I, and I don't. I agree with you. I think education is certainly one of the things we should be investing heavily in. But let's make sure we're not just throwing money at the problem. Let's get a concerted plan, not just say, well, we'll give each school district six billion dollars and let them do with it what they want. Let's have a definite set of goals and things we want to achieve and ways to achieve it. You know, I, I think he's got the right. cart in front of the horse. Right. I think it is dreadfully complex, and there is a lot of partisanship in it, and uh, it's, it's kind of sad that uh, the stakes are so high when it comes to our kids. You know, are we always, you know, and you and I argue about money as it relates to school. How does this affect, help, hurt our kids? And I think that's an unanswered question. Uh, Than, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling WKOK's live telephone talk show. You're uh, caller you number what? one. You guys, you guys are big. Out about every five seconds, and I'm missing a word. Uh, and it's not my phone. I'm full volume here. I think you have a problem up there. Is that possible? I, this morning, I had a lot of interference, but I thought maybe it was pre-sunrise authority and that I was listening to. But um, you're right. I had a lot of interference this morning, so I don't know. Okay, we'll check yeah. it out. Okay. I, are we at full? I, are we at full power? No, we're at full power. He says, Dan. So. Okay, but you're fading out about every five seconds as though back in the old days that meant there would be a blank place on the revolving tape that set back the show. <laughs> well, you are going way back, brother. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like to me, though. 
Uh, by the way, uh, I I really love the fact that your uh, callers, uh, your Trumpublicans who call, just love to call the left all kinds of names. I, I've, I've learned some new ones. I think I may bumper sticker my car with the names of being uh, uh, complete liars and all kinds of things like that. Because we don't agree with you doesn't mean we're lying. And the other thing is, and this is my second point, I would like to point out that Liz Cheney is being zeroed out of the Trump-Publican Party because of her ideas that possibly Donald Trump is guilty. And that's the same thing that you say the left is doing and we hate the left. Nobody now, said we hate the left. No, the, we, we love Democrats. What? We, we love Democrats. If you're going to call them <laughs> Trumplicans, I'm going to call them Democrats. Wait, wait, Joe. <laughs> I, I, here's the problem. You don't seem like a Trumplican. And you, you don't seem, seem like, like a Democrat. You seem like an old-time Republican, not a Trumplican. I'm more a Ronald Reagan Boy, Republican. You are fading out. I'm sorry. Can, yeah, you you've gone away. I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to hang up cuz Well, we can really still hear you. You're one word out of about five. Are you are talking you about we're fading out? Day. Are we fading out on the phone then or on the air? I on the phone. I don't oh, know about I don't know. the air. Oh. Well, everything's working normally. We can hear you but, perfectly, uh, so I'm sorry. Whatever it is, we can hear you fine. Well, call should back. I, should I just say you did this because I'm a Democrat and you're trying to get rid of me? I think that's probably the truth, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Joe cuts the output for Democrats. Right, I, I, I slipped five bucks to uh, our producer to cut you down. <laughs> okay, I, actually, uh, actually, Rob's holding out for ten, I think. <laughs> <laughs> my, my phone cuts out enough that I can barely hear the insults. Uh, (laughs) I wasn't insulting you, Than. (laughs) Oh, 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 gee, we'll get to it, because right now I can hear you pretty well. Honestly, you keep cutting out, so uh, I will hang up and let somebody else have the time, and I'll see what's wrong with my phone. Well, have a good day, sir. Take care. Always good to hear from you. Take care, Than. All right. Uh, You want to hit the text? Text, okay. Uh, Let's see. This is from yesterday. Come on, Tom, really? Every one of the people in D.C. guilty? He, uh, Tom, our caller Tom, said every single person who attended Trump's rally in D.C. was guilty of uh, some sort of crime or another. Tom, how can you trespass on public property that the property belongs to we the people? <laughs> the people here that fought uh, with the cops, which some were Antifa, and that's undeniable, and they destroyed property. They're guilty of crimes. To stand outside and yell and chant is a person's First Amendment right Tom, why are you so anti-civil rights, Tom? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you for the text. Uh, If you wish to join that list of individuals who have sent us a text, uh, send us a note at 70236. It does require you to be part of our Text Connect system. That's an emergency system, well, an urgent system where we send you notifications about closed roads, tornadic weather, weather warnings, breaking national or local news, but it's two-way communication. Oh, you forgot deceased notables. Remember, we're not saying dead celebrities anymore. <laughs> deceased notables. We actually aren't really using it for dead celebrities <laughs> oh, we? anymore. We're and, not. Okay. Uh, and you know, you know what the excuse was? What? There's too many. Okay. <laughs> really. Too many dead celebrities. Right. Uh, <laughs> about six just so far this year. So, yeah, unfortunately. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is the telephone number. I hit next, and that puts Dale on the radio. Good morning, sir. 
Yeah, I'm just worried about uh, good journalism because, I mean, <clears throat> we're talking uh, raising taxes, and I'm a taxpayer, not a tax recipient, so I want to know where all the money is going for all these slot machines in these stores. They're stealing everybody's nickels. And are they counting that because it seems like this is like the 50s and the 60s? They're just taking bags of money. They're, they're not games of chance, Dale. They're games of skill. <laughs> That's what they what say. <laughs> games of skill, games. not chance. Games of skill. Okay, well, if they're dealing with bags of money, don't we don't we need the FBI to look into that? Because it, why ain't they putting that in the state budget? We need a good journalism to check this out because I think we need to make sure this money's going, you know, to pay uh, the tax recipients. I mean, there we is. Can't keep, we can't raise and expect to keep uh, paying somebody else's way. We need to know where the nickels are going. Well, it's still and gambling, Dale. It's still gambling, you know, and it's, uh, I think, poor public policy, but it's still gambling. Okay, yeah. Well, where's that money at? I mean, we, hmm. need, we need to uh, audit that situation there because it seems like they're stealing everybody's nickels and they're not counting that as the state budget or funding. Right we're not really stealing them. People make a conscious choice to gamble, Dale. You may not gamble. Well, I don't it's gamble. Poor people. It's poor people, and and it's revenue for the state, so we want to know where that money's going. Is it, All is right. it being transferred in bags of money? Come on. Be, we'll find out. I think, I think the board well, you got to find out while you're senators and governors because they're the ones transferring these bags of money. I think it I probably, mean, probably all wind up at the bar association sooner or later, don't you? No, but I mean, are okay. you serious? Are you a tax recipient? I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm a Sorry. tax recipient. I paid in all my life, so I'm a tax recipient. Yeah, your income is based on uh, tax payers. Exactly. No, my income is based on the fact I've worked for like some 50 years and earned, uh, earned it. Is, you call work at working for a public service? You used to call that work? Yeah, I call it work. Do you? Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Your definitions change. Okay. Well, everybody's definition is different, but I call it I call it uh, tax recipients. I don't call that work. That's crazy. That's why you're checking them bags of money, stealing everybody's poor people's nickels. I think they should take all the machines out of the out of the stores. That's sick. That's sick. Well, I, you know, it's, it's I'm getting older, and it's hard to hustle those bags of nickels around. You know, they're pretty heavy. Yeah, you think it's funny. I think it's people who need. Food and sugar, don't rather gamble than buy milk and bread. So I think we need to take those those machines out of the store. That's sick. Well, it's, it's their their well, choice, Dale. I mean, no one's forcing anybody to go in there and gamble. No one's forcing well, you to buy a lottery ticket. Why why can't we use that money to put it towards the state budget and be honest about it? Well, it is going I toward mean, the state good budget. Journalism, good journalism will look to uh, find find. Uh, across it and then find out where the money trail is going. I mean, the lotto, lotto, lottery, lottery benefits in, senior I'd citizens. Say in, I'd say they're taking in $300 million a year. Wouldn't that money can go to the state budget, don't you think? It goes to benefit senior citizens if you're talking about the lottery. No, I'm talking about those sickening slot machines. That's criminal. That's like uh, Jamaica and, and, and third world countries doing stuff like that. Come on, man. Okay, man. You well, are, hey, man. listen, we've got two you, other calls you online. And seniors, you care about the poor people. You, you take those machines out of there or count it towards the state budget. I didn't, I didn't put them there, Dale. They're using this as all cash. Are you this with us, Mark? Oh, I'm listening to this. I'm just I'm looking up where the where the bags of nickels go, and I can't seem to find it on I'm the web. I'm telling you, this is great cash. This is no, you can't even find a paper trail, so you need a call your senator. I think Casey's one of the big ones involved in this. 
listen, we've got two other calls waiting and a third one coming in, so we got to move on. But thanks okay, for your comments. For me. Look, look up where the nickels are going. Yeah, we're on okay. it. We're on it. We're on it. Nickel tracing. All right, find the nickels. Yeah, we'll we'll cir- circle back. We'll nickel back and find what's going on. Mike, you're on the mark. Last caller before a break. Yeah, as, as far as the uh, tax hike, what I was trying to make a point of is that Wolf wants to cause the people that are making good money to pay a lot more, and then he's going to expand the exemptions so that fewer and fewer people are even going to have to pay taxes. And to me, if you don't have any skin in the game and as far as taxes go, you become less inclined to care about how things are going. And combine that with the special election that occurred in Georgia where the two Democrat candidates basically came out and said, vote for us and we'll give you a $2,000 check. I mean, that's really what it came down to as far as I'm concerned. How that, I mean, obviously there was good work on the ground by the Democrats, but that statement, you, we'll give you 2000 bucks if you vote for us. That's the plan. And to me, what we're seeing here in Pennsylvania is an expansion of government at all levels. Public school education has been, I'm, I'm 65, and I look at the public school education now, and I don't really see that it has changed that much since the days I was in elementary school to where it is now, other than the fact that the bureaucracy, the, the special positions that have been created as a result of federal regulations in these school districts has just driven the cost up higher and higher. And to me, I don't believe that we're getting our money's worth for the educational system. And Harrisburg or any other government, the answer is always higher taxes and more money. And, and I don't think it's right when businesses are forced to look at the bottom line and adjust with the changing times, whereas anything that's funded by government isn't under those same pressures. And that's why... Uh, you know, the, the, the Washington and Harrisburg likes to talk about failing schools. Well, guess what? I think it's partly because of the fact that they're not accountable to market forces and, and the things that are in effect for everybody else that runs a household or a business. If, if you have free money coming in, you're never going to innovate. You're never going to try to get better. And, I, and that's just the way I see it. I, I mean, that may, might make me a right-wing cook, cook with a low IQ or a Trumpster or whatever, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think the answer is higher taxes. All right. Well, you certainly have the capability of dallying the phone. For that, we are grateful, Mike. Thank you for calling You in. make a good point, Mike, but, I, you know, <laughs> it is what it is, and it's not likely to change. Right. It's such a complex system of, of, of viewing this, and, and it's, it's sad that it really has to go through partisan arguments to determine how we should educate our kids and how we should pay for it and how we should uh, how much we should tax. All but, right. But look at so the much, look Mike. at the argument. I mean, le- the schools are basically local responsibilities, and so I listened to you read the uh, cancellations and delays and re- resets on WinterNet the other day, and every school district seemed like had a different word for the fact that the, the remote, <laughs> distance, um, non, non-in-person, everybody had their own nomenclature. And so <laughs> I, would, I wanted to ask you, Mark, what's the difference? between remote learning and distance learning. I'll tell you when we come back. <laughs> 1-800-795-9565 our number. We've got one line open. We have just one email pending. Uh, we'll take your texts uh, sent to 70236 as well. Sunbury Motors Ford is bringing in 2021 with a bang. 
SMZ has just received shipments of the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Save up to nine grand on the totally redesigned F-150, which was just awarded North America's Truck of the Year for 2021. Sunbury Motors has 67 F-150s in stock and arriving soon. SMC is introducing the highly anticipated 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. The new Bronco's retro design reflects its iconic heritage from the 60s and 70s. Sunbury Motors has them in stock, starting at just $28,200. Pick from 61 of the top selling Ford Escapes with savings up to $8,250. And slash to as low as $22,380. SMC is where you want to be in January for discounts up to $11,000 on the largest selection of new Fords in the Susquehanna Valley. And everyone is clearly marked for this massive sale. Sunbury Motors Ford in the 4th Street Auto Plaza. Proudly serving all of Central Pennsylvania for over a century. Hurry, sale ends Monday the 1st. Well, we okay. say we're going to read emails. I guess we should read this. One of our good listeners is very concerned about uh, what he feels is Jen Psaki's homophobic tweets from 2020, referring to Lindsey Graham as Lady G. And uh, this, he says, this represents the true attitude of the new press secretary. Yeah, thank me for that. Yeah, her old tweets are the topic of much, much conversation. Uh, she used to be very verbose on Twitter. Now, I guess it's all White House stuff, but... Uh, she, um, well, I'll just repeat what one of our good listeners says. She was pretty mouthy on Twitter, and now she's been squelched. Yes, Joe, I did notice that uh, the uh, classes today are virtual classes held fully remote, enjoying an instructional learning day with distance online flexible classes. <laughs> so I think we need to come up with a standard for well, this. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, and, and I think the kids are being harmed because every school district seems to be approaching remote learning in a different way. Some use Zoom, which I think is much better because the kids can see the teacher and hear the lesson. I know Sealands Grove is not using that, although some teachers may, I'm told. Google Classroom. I don't yeah. even know what it is, but I know they're using well, it. I mean, I mean, it's it's the kids get basically teach themselves as far as I can tell you know I think there should be some standards I'm not averse to funding education lavishly even because I think it's so important but let's first get some common sense standards so that people are getting the same education if you go to Geisinger they'll use only best practices for your heart operation why I hope so <laughs> why can't we do best practices for education have we determined what they are it seems to me yes. there must still be some debate about I that. Know, with so I many, know what they are. Do you? All right. Well, good. I got them all We'll make out. you our education czar. It's Google Classroom. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's not. All right. Uh, Microsoft has something, too, but I forget what it's called. All right. 1-800-795-95. Oh, why give out the phone number? All, all lines are lit. Here we are chit-chatting, and everybody's waiting. Uh, Carl, you are on the mark. Go right ahead. All right. I can tell I'm a Republican because I've just waited 13 minutes. And 16 seconds. But anyway, what's, what's time, right, guys? <laughs> well, we have to pay the bills. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, the reason I'm calling in, I was listening to John Kerry the other night on television saying about how all the uh, people that lost their jobs should go out and build uh, solar panels. And then I was reading a story about a young couple back in September, invested all their money, they bought a hotel, they remodeled it, and they converted it to cater to the pipeline workers and showed a picture of dinner one night and then it showed a picture of dinner the next night and there was absolutely nobody there they're going to lose everything and this coming from our climate czar who according to his financial disclosure owns six houses 12 cars two yachts and a jet now if that's not hypocrisy i don't know what it is 
Uh, it, it just seems absolutely ridiculous that the elites are telling us, you know, we got to go retool, we got to go find new jobs, and you know, the climate's going to kill us. And he's flying around in his private jet and on his private yacht. And I think that's what we're going to see for the next four years. That that type of hypocrisy. And private jets and, are much more polluting, do much more polluting than commercial airliners per capita. Yeah, I oh, think absolutely. I, I think what we're going to have to do for the next four years is do like we did for the Trump administration is, you know, ignore what you see and what they say and focus on just the policy. You know, like President Trump had a policy to finish Keystone XL, and we know many conservatives felt that was a good idea, and even even though, you know, whomever opposed it was low IQ or whatever, you know, whatever the, the name calling of the day was, that was that. But like Joe was capable of suspending disbelief enough to, you know, just focus on the policy. Well, we're going to have to do that with uh, President Biden just as much. I mean, he his, his behavior and his uh, cabinet's behavior, if you carry him down, we were just talking about Jen Psaki's, um, I'm going to use that word, I'm quoting someone else here, mouthy tweets. We're going to have to put those aside and focus on what she's saying now. We're going to have to focus on what John Kerry's policy is, not the individual it is. You know, you just named the tip of the iceberg. There's a wide range of things. If you if you, we were going to have a let's criticize John Kerry show, we could be here all day long. So I just think you know, the same thing, maybe it is hypocritical because Democrats last year focused only on what President Trump said and not so much about his policies. And this year we're going to have to focus on President Biden's policies and not so much about what he and his cabinet say. So, yeah, I think this is our fate, no matter who's president. You know, if you gather a group of people that don't you think eventually the American people are going to get tired of the do as we say, not as we do attitude that these elitists are shoving down our throats constantly? Yeah, uh, there has to be a there has to be a tipping point somewhere. Uh, you know? But has that not been? I mean, ever since George Washington, I mean, there were muckraking newspapers then that said he was still loyal to the crown and things like that. So, well, I, yeah. I think this is our nature to. We are certainly more divided now than ever before. So maybe there will be a tipping point. But uh, you know, we certainly are in the abyss now. No, I agree. And if I if I could make one more quick comment, uh, you were talking about this remote learning. I, I had the opportunity again to uh, be with my granddaughter during her so-called remote learning, and there were 25 children that were in the remote class or the whatever you call it class. And the teacher came on and said, "Well, we have 45 minutes, so let's get started right away." And 27 minutes into the class, she was still trying to explain to the parents how to do what it was they were going to do. <laughs> the parents. And we, we finally, at 32 minutes into the class, started the 45-minute class, 32 minutes into it. So we had 12 minutes of the 45-minute class. You want to talk about a waste of taxpayer money. This this cyber school thing is just ridiculous. That, that's the school we're trying to put on. Well, yeah, and I think uh, schools wisely, most of them around here, as near as I can tell, desperately want to be in the classroom with the kids. You know, that's the best way. Well, that's why you see... I think the teachers do, but yeah, Mifflinburg is remote today. Why? Why are they remote? The, the roads are clear. Uh, uh, I don't know, but you could... It's, what is it, Dan Lichtel? Is he still the superintendent out there? You can email him and ask him. He's very conversant. He, if he's still out yeah, there, yeah, Dan's I mean, a good guy. Right. Yeah, he's so a good send guy. him a note he's, and he's ask him. Guy. 
So, all but right. It just, it just seems the kids are suffering uh, with this remote learning out out here anyway. I can only they, speak they to are. My Believe me, I think they're. I, I can identify. Thank you, Carl. With what you're saying. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. That frees up a line. Uh, Dan's <laughs> going to go on. Last caller before another quickie break. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Hey, just commenting on your last comment about President Joe Biden. That's what most of us are focusing on. What he's doing, absolutely nothing but destroying everything that Trump created good. But anyway, back when President Trump was elected, I was elated. And no longer did I speak about the Obama administration or any of that. I was so elated because Trump was doing positive things for our economy and our nation. But right now, my question is, why is the left wing, probably almost all the Democrats, all they can talk about is destroy Trump, destroy Trump? Well, they have nothing to brag about with the Biden administration. All they're doing is destroy, destroy, destroy. Jobs are going down, less jobs more people out of work. That's why they can't talk positive about Biden. All they can <coughs> preach is destroy Trump, destroy Trump. That's my question. Why is that? Why aren't they talking about the great things that President Biden is doing? Okay. That's my question. Well, who's, you mean the people that are working on the impeachment? I mean, you're, you kind of have two things going on in Washington right now where you have people, you know, talking about the Biden administration and, and his plans and policy and then, of course, pushing back against those plans and policy and the people associated with that. That's a fairly normal situation. Then you have the impeachment that's going to, you know, consume all the attention next week and they're getting ready for that. And the president's, uh, President Trump's team put out uh, their uh error-filled uh, remarks yesterday about precisely how they'll dispute this, although the main highlight is that it's unconstitutional, and I think they have sound ground there. But in any event, uh, and of course the uh, House impeachment managers put out their key points that they're really going to focus on elements leading up to President Trump's speech on December, uh, uh, prior to December 6th, not necessarily that speech itself. So... Um, yeah, you're right. There's kind of two things going on. But uh, it seems as though they're not all the same people doing all the same thing. It seems like there's policy-oriented proponents and critics and impeachment-oriented proponents and critics right now. Yeah, but no longer do they ever talk about the positive things that the president's doing. I were back in 2016, 2017, I know you have to remember every time I called in, I was elated, very happy with President Trump's policies. I wasn't talking, we got to destroy Obama now. We had plenty of reasons that we could have, but we didn't. We were elated right now. I don't see no elation with your callers on what President Biden's doing. Well, we're happy, they're, but it's a fight. <laughs> right now, all they talk about, and I listened there for months since the election, 
all they talk about, we got to destroy the orange man, the orange buffoon. That's all they talk about. <laughs> the buffoon, is that a cross between a musical instrument and an ape? <laughs> Something like that. They treat him like that. They don't give him any any credit at the highest. He had a high IQ at running this country. You may not agree, but he could run this country and make it hum right, like Dan. a well-oiled machine. Right. And I certainly miss them days when we were humming. Oh, prosperity will come again. <laughs> <laughs> if Biden has anything to do with it. Dan, I want you to know, personally, I really appreciate you, and thank you so much for calling in. I'm glad you're back in the mode of calling back in. We really appreciate it. Well, this so. is part of his uh, Be Kind initiative. I, it I is. tell you, I wanted to see... Well, we, have to, we have to move on. we, we got to stop. about Trump, but they didn't. <laughs> and that's why I quit calling, because I always was talking about... Trump and I thought, well, I'll shut up. Well, he's Maybe still the rest out there. will, but it didn't happen. <laughs> All right, they, thank you, thank you. Stop, they stop, stop. To <laughs> hate him. <laughs> you have a we good do not hate him. Goodbye. <laughs> I do not hate President Trump. I definitely disagreed with him pretty strongly, but uh, don't don't hate him. All right, upper right hand corner, Joe, and then right, we, we got a caller. Hang, Twelve minutes hanging on. Uh, Wolfie taxes the hell out of us, but look at the road. Seniors are supposed to benefit from gambling, but still can't get enough food to live. Sorry, the money is not going where it should. All right, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. Uh, we have nothing but uh, sympathy and apologies for our good callers who have had to wait a long, long time. And so we appreciate that. Uh, Jim, thank you so much for waiting. And Edward, hang on. We're going to get to yep, you. Yep, you're next. Good morning. Good morning, Mark and Joe. Good morning. Since you guys are getting short on your time, I was watching Hannity last night, and he was telling Lindsey Graham that he feels like running in 2024, and also the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, uh, feels like he's going to run. So For what, president? For what, uh, president? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, and... I won't take up any more of your time, and I'll wait for your responses. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think we can give you one right now because it's a long way off. <laughs> well, and, uh, honestly, I think there's a lot of Republicans that can say, I'd be the ideal candidate. Remember, they have to do what the Democrats just did, is select a candidate who might not be the perfect candidate all the way around, but has you know genuine electability and... Uh, I can think of a couple Republicans who could be president. I think a couple Republicans could be great presidents, and uh, I can think of some great Democrats that would be great presidents uh, too. So, unfortunately, none of them ran in the last four years. <laughs> oh no, they did uh, quite a few. Well, no, no good Republicans ran last. No, time. I'm sorry, but uh, quite a few good Democrats ran. Tulsi Gabbard and, was the only one I could recall. Okay, well that's fine. Yep. And Go. they were saying that Hunter Biden, uh, his trials are coming up now. Okay. Well, we'll see. All right, we got you. Thank Thanks, you so Jim. much, Jim. Really, thank you. Thank you for listening. Oh. Edward, you are on the mark. I don't know how long you held, but it's got to be at least 15 minutes. Thank you for your patience. Well, good morning, guys. Uh, I'm not sure if either uh, Mark or uh, Joe, if you read last week in its daily item or the Schmoke News item, last Wednesday there was an editorial uh, regarding the rise of uh, cyber school education costs uh, written by the administration and board of uh, Schmokin Area High School. But it, it, it appeared on in both newspapers. 
the same day. And uh, I really can't go into their archives and let me uh, read some of the original article, but they said uh, just this year alone, uh, because of the pandemic, enrollment is up to 60, up 63%. And I know from attending past meetings uh, that in the Schmelkin Area District alone, their costs for uh, fiber and charter schools have risen exponentially over the last five to ten years. I didn't read that editorial, to be honest with you. So what was their, the point? Just the fact that costs have gone up so much? Costs are literally going up faster than uh, a local school board could keep up with our budget. You mean how much money they're taking out of the district and giving to the cyber charter schools? Yeah. Okay, okay. I got you. Okay, not costs associated with the, for the cyber school, but costs right. for the and, school and, district. And the other problem lies into uh, oversight. There's really no, uh, they don't have a lot of oversight when it, re- when it comes. Uh, to these schools. Now, I believe Shemokin area, uh, my kids are gone from the district. They're both in college. But uh, they have a school that they sponsor themselves, which is uh, one way of doing it. They also have uh, Google Classroom or Zoom. And then there's another two or three that you could choose from. And the district is on the hook to pay for them. Well, I'm still a believer in in-person, in-school education. <laughs> uh, you know, it's where I came from. Get off my lawn. And no, I'm serious. <laughs> I think that that's where we should put our money, to be honest with you, because we know it works, and we know that it produces intelligent people, people capable of writing a check, which apparently I'm not capable well, of. Are not <laughs> cyber schools capable of creating excellent young Americans? But still, isolation. The socialization. The socialization. Well, I, mean, I think what, that's up to the parents the if they think the academics are more important and they can provide the socialization some other way, then they should not only have the ability to sign up for a cyber school, but the district should help uh, waive the taxpayer dollars. I know Republicans are that. all about school choice, but I'm about building public schools. I think that's where we where we built this country and that's where we should put right. our money. Brick and mortar, and if you want to send your kids someplace else, like Catholic school, if you want to Pay send the them bill. There, that's fine. Pay yourself, you. right. All right, Edward, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. Well, uh, what you know, getting back to that, I'm a 16-year uh, Catholic school person without any counseling needed for it. And uh, my son's got both a great education in in-person public school, and I can't complain about that. It's just finding a happy medium right. and uh, trying to control some costs regarding that. All right, we got You're right. You. I think, you know, Mark said about best practices. I think we definitely need to identify what the best practices are for getting kids educated and then put our money there. Well, it may be. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate, Appreciate call. your call. Yeah, but maybe all teachers in all schools can't do the best practices, you know. I mean, if you, we know that the best way to do a heart surgery is the way they do it, you know, the way Dr. Uh, uh, Siddiqui does it at Evangelical Community Hospital. But I can't do that, you know, so... Well, you weren't trained to do it. Well, even if I was, I couldn't do it as well as him, so... (laughs) All right, we're going to take a quickie break, but first I want to tell you about uh, the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, They sell Ford, Hyundai, Kia... 
and Lincoln cars and trucks. They are premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks at the Quick Lane or in the great big truck shop, either place. Plus, they sell a thousand parts, well, hundreds of thousands of parts in the parts department. They got a body shop, an alignment shop. They can pump you up with nitrogen, and they can make your car run fabulously uh, like never before. They also have tow trucks, not just uh, little tiny rollbacks, but they got big rollbacks, little ones. They got some that have a little crane on the top in case your vehicle slid off the road down a little hill. Uh, they got some that look like great big cranes that are used for tractor trailers and other things that probably have to have two dozen wheels on the thing. Uh, but they are used to pull trucks if in case they slide down a little hill. Uh, they can fix you up with the Sunbury Motor Company. But it is a wonderful company to know, the Sunbury Motor Company. Super service when it comes to vehicular needs, whether it's the quick lane or you need to buy a quick Ford F-150. Pick out that uh, rust-colored one that's mine uh, with the uh, beige interior, and uh, you could, you'll be a happy motorist, as many, many, many motorists have been from the Sunbury Motor Company. SunburyMotors.com. Sunbury Motors Ford is bringing in 2021 with a bang. SMZ has just received shipments of the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Save up to nine grand on the totally redesigned F-150, which was just awarded North America's Truck of the Year for 2021. Sunbury Motors has 67 F-150s in stock and arriving soon. SMC is introducing the highly anticipated 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. The new Bronco's retro design reflects its iconic heritage from the 60s and 70s. Sunbury Motors has them in stock starting at just $28,200. Pick from 61 of the top selling Ford Escapes with savings up to $8,250 and slash to as low as $22,380. SMC is where you want to be in January for discounts up to $11,000 on the largest selection of new Fords in the Susquehanna Valley. And everyone is clearly marked for this massive sale. Sunbury Motors Ford in the 4th Street Auto Plaza. Proudly serving all of central Pennsylvania for over a century. Hurry, sale ends Monday the 1st. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. All right, we backed ourselves into a quarter. Everybody gets a minute and 15 seconds. We start with Bob. Go right ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning, guys. Morning. And lots of things going on, one in particular. And the uh, world news at night is 630. They keep saying 440,000 U.S. citizens have died. I differ with that. I, don't, I haven't heard one Hispanic, one non, non-regulated, and whatever. And then Biden's going to open up the, bar, the borders yet. They don't have any shots. They don't have anything. I worked 50 years, and I'm sure with the programs that they're offering these people, when they come across our soil, are a lot more money than I get and work 50 years. Something is not right. I, 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 you lost me on the first point about the 440,000 U.S. citizens who've died. Right? You're saying From that? COVID. Oh, you're saying that they're counting. Illegal Everybody. aliens in that too. Okay. Oh, illegal aliens are among the group. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, that w- the wooden citizens. I don't think they really say U.S. citizens, do they? Or do they just say well, the they've death been, toll? But now they. I think it changed it last night again. But they were saying U.S. citizens. Okay. 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 Well, yeah, all right. All right. Uh, you're right. I, I guess they should make a differentiation. And I wonder if they're even keeping those records. Probably not. Make? What no. difference does it make? They're dead. All right. Thank, Thank you, you so Governor much, Cuomo. Bob. That's Thank exactly you. what Governor Cuomo said. <laughs> all right, I Rick. realized, didn't realize you idolized the man. <laughs> Rick, you're on the mark. One minute. Uh, yes, I just want to remind you that back when Fast Eddie Rendell was pushing through the casinos, he said that we will, this will be able to fully fund the public school system. So I just want to remind you of, of that right there. Oh, and we've heard all kinds the of Zoom bad promises. Zoom school is working great, 
My grandson went from the honor roll, and he's not eligible to wrestle now. So it's working really good if, if you're a teacher and want to keep getting a check. So your grandson was on the honor roll, and now he's struggling. Now he's struggling. Not struggling. It tells you a lot to do about the Zoom system, as far as I'm concerned. So you don't, it didn't work out for him. Yeah, it's good for some students and not for others, but we know but in person. what about Fast Denny Rendell saying that the public school system would be fully funded if we could pass the legal casinos? By gambling. Right, right. that was another great It was lie. poor public policy then, was it's poor public lie? policy was now. Was that a lie, or was that just miscalculating? <laughs> no, that was a <laughs> optimism. A optimism. Right. No, that was a lie. <laughs> uh, we should do something about the uh, retirement oh, plan up. for all the public employees, too. Because right. I think that's a real problem that nobody's addressing. Right, you're Good right. Point. They love to kick that can down the road. Thank all you. Right. Chris, right. a minute and 15 seconds. Go right ahead. Okay, well, first of all, the XL pipeline, uh, Biden only has the right, I think, to uh, stop it because Trump signed it through on executive order without going through the environmental uh, study that was ordered by a court. And therefore, uh, that only applied to the Secretary of State, the order, so the president could order it through on his own because the law didn't cover the president ordering it through. I'm sure the unemployed workers will be comforted to know that. Well, yeah, well, that's one thing, uh, one thing caused the other. One was shortcutted, so the other uh, allows it to be shortcutted back. And, geez, if somebody sold a hotel that was worth a lot if the pipeline was going through, and they got it cheap, probably. Good deal. But anyway, and you better redo your timeline on the riot because it's uh, the, the Trump terrorists, because uh, I don't think you got it right. No, it's much tighter than we explained. It, yes. is, it is clear that uh, <laughs> President Trump had an impact on the Capitol riots. That can be verifiably shown. But some say the individuals that really amassed, that were ready to go, the uh, Oath Keepers were on the steps. The ones that were arrested. And the Proud Boys were also among that group. Right, and, they were and, the, Antifa, and the Antifa agitators. They were already in front of the Capitol. And the Antifa agitators. Don't forget them. And there were no Antifa agitators. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. There were. They were there. 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 Sunbury.